Hello and welcome to 20 Cent Retail's podcast. I'm Vincent Panels. In this episode, I chat with Thierry Jourquin, co-founder at XR Intelligence, a Belgian company specialized in VR technology. During a small half hour, we discuss about some of the opportunities and challenges that virtual reality brings to the retail industry today. In the second part of the show, we also discuss how the technology impacts the event industry. So hello and uh, welcome. Uh, thank you, Thierry, for being here. Um, maybe what we can do is to start with an uh, easy question, which is uh, present yourself a little bit, your background and uh, your company, XR Intelligence. Yes, uh, thank you, Vincent. So XR Intelligence today, we are uh, an agency. We develop, we integrate and we distribute uh, XR content. Um, immersive content, what, what X, XR, XR? Uh, it's an umbrella word, and uh, it's different. One technology, but the name is related to augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality. Uh, so we have the capability to use this content for business purpose uh, and, and, and for, for commerce and for retail. Uh, my background, I'm, I'm working uh, a few years in, in the media and in the uh, advertising sector for a media company. And I joined a few years ago Jean-Bastien Boisin, the founder of, of the company, and he is one of the pioneers from the use of uh, virtual reality uh, in, the, in the retail. He was the first to uh, develop the virtual store for brands like uh, Procter Gamble, uh, L'Oréal, and Danone. And also interesting to know that he was the first to integrate eye-tracking inside the VR headset for survey and, and study. Uh, a disruptive, disruptive way to measure and to collect data uh, in different scenarios in virtual reality. Um, today, we are not only active in uh, retail, we are also active in different sectors, but I can imagine, Vincent, that uh, the main focus today is to speak about uh, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality in retail. Uh, yes, indeed. I mean, I will like to, to do this uh, discussion uh, maybe kind of in two segments. The first segment will be indeed focusing on, on retail and what are the possibilities or the opportunities that, that uh, the, this new technology is, is offering to, the, to, to, to retail in general. And maybe in the second part, in the second segment, we can then focus on uh, digital events and, and how uh, VR is also enhancing uh, digital meetings in general, uh, whether they are uh, company meetings, internal ones, or whether they are bigger events such as trade shows or, or big conferences. But let's start with, with the, the, the retail. Um, if, if, as you just mentioned, you have eye tracking, you have different uh, segments, you can do quite a lot of stuff thanks to retail now, uh, thanks to VR, sorry, in within retail. Um, maybe you can explain a little bit on how does it uh, allow uh, new experiences for consumers and for retailers eventually. Absolutely. And maybe to start, uh, it's important to speak about content. Um, because this, uh, the, the, the first question, when we're going to explain to a customer or retailer the interest of those technology, uh, we directly come to one uh, important question is about what's the content, what's the kind of format that we can use. And um, this is important because sometimes you use the word 3D, we, uh, do you have the 3D asset, do you have the 3D material, the 3D image, but in fact, and this is the main point in, in uh, immersive technology, is that people have to realize that we are building a new 
stuff, a new kind of uh, media. Um, it's what I prefer to call it not 3D, but uh, programmed image. In other words, you're going to build a new format. And why is that so important today? First of all, you have to know that a lot of uh, um, rendering engine uh, are coming from the gaming industry. Today, uh, the, the main gaming are built on two major solutions. Probably know everybody, it's that Unreal and Unity. And those game engine, those platforms, allow the possibility to activate and to render uh, um, um, the materiality and the reality of a lot of things. And also, you can put inside of it your assets, your product, your people uh, with different kind of software allow that. Uh, for example, Blender or Maya. I don't want to be too technical, but it's very important to understand that because if we're speaking about uh, the new kind of stuff, new kind of material, the new brick, it's in other words, we are able to rebuild a new reality in the digital. Sometimes you speak we digitalize things. It seems that you're going to lose the materiality of the things. With the uh, immersive content, you're going to rebuild uh, uh, materiality on based on, on digital assets. With also the possibilities, and then we come to the point with for retailer and the, the survey of the analysis of, of the scenario, is that when we have a, um, a programmed image, it allows um, different kind of possibilities because you can have in the programmation an infinity of form, an infinity of uh, uh, size. And, and this is the, the, the power of the immersive content. You can change uh, with an infinite way. And then when we're going to begin to speak with from some retailer or some brands about the use of immersive content, we have to start from that because, and, and it's also related to the cost. The, 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 the important is that sometimes this kind, not sometimes, this kind of, of format is more expensive than a photo or than a film, but a film and a photo is something um, fixed. You cannot change. When we rebuild, uh, for example, a store or we rebuild a product, you can begin to play with the scenario and then you can have a multi-usage of it. So it's a paradigm more than just an, an, another solution of something, uh, another possibilities. I don't know if I was clear in that, but this you, is special for me. We have to start about the content and, and the 3D asset. That, 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 is, though, that, that was quite clear actually to me because I've seen it and, and also you, you, you showed me a few things uh, in, your, in your lab and in your company uh, previously. Um, I, as you mentioned, you have to start with content and those building blocks basically. Is it something that, that when you speak to a retailer or to, to a consumer who is interested or whoever is interested in the concept, is it something that people easily understand that they have to start with this content or do they believe that it's just so easy and they're just focused on, I just need to put a VR goggle basically? Um, today, I think if we're speaking about an, a new project, it's, it's easy for either end not only to think about it, but to, to start with it because the, the way of working traditionally not allow this kind of technology. Company are working in silos and um, be, because of course, professionals are focused on the vertical of the activities. I'm responsible for the design. I'm responsible for the execution. I'm ex uh, responsible for the collaboration, for the communication, for the sales. So you have your own process, you have your own budget, you have your own responsibility and know and when we're going to speak about immersive content, where we're going to speak about uh, uh, 
uh, a, a twin is that a twin factory a, a twin store and that we can now build something we can able all those of pillars to work together you can imagine that in one one concept you change radically the way our company is working today so for each of these applications this kind of technology can be today difficult or more expensive but if you zoom and you look it for your whole company you see directly the advantage it's also important to say that this kind of technology is what we can call post-digital in other words what we observe is that company they are ready um, in, in data, so they are aware of the importance of the data and they can put a development on a, a data set of uh, a data lake. So they are compatible with data. And the other side, they understand what it means to be agile. Agile is um, something that changed radically the way you put new products uh, on development. We are not speaking about waterfall approach, but agile means that you are ready to start directly with proof of concept with new methodology like design thinking, and then you can arrive rapidly to a solution. So this, this is the environment when we come with a solution, we, we have to speak broadly about the impact of the solution, because if we speak only about the, the in and outs and the, the return on investment short term, it, it's more complicated. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it's it is still it, it's not a, com, uh, a concept which is existing already for so many years as well compared to to others. Um, you 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 meant new new project new projects. It's it's the best way to 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 start because we can start from a white page and then we can build and pick the the, the people and the reason why. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense, of course. Um, to 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 go a bit, be a bit more in in detail, uh, do you have like some some concrete uh, aspects that you can explain? Like, for example, do you have virtual stores? Do you have virtual? Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, to, to give you directly an idea, we, we have uh, now the, the solution for the retailer to um, experiment his his uh, shop, so we can take the the the, the project of his store and we can put people in the headset and we can measure in real time um, when they arrive in the shop, which product they're going to look at which time and which place. So we can, in a minimum of time, um, do different scenario. Not only where I put my product in the store, but also which product I put where in the store. So, um, and this is very descriptive because the eye tracking in VR uh, bring a major asset is that you can record the data directly. You are not obliged to take time to recollect what you measure because each point that is seen inside a headset with eye tracking is recorded and is recorded in real time. It means that for a company trying to measure, to study, to survey, to explore a new concept, they can have directly in short time a lot of insight. And so they can directly demultiply the use of the insight, not only for the place in the shop, but also which product in the shop, in the place, about the best return on, of, uh, of view, of, of impact. And this is in the kind of survey and study, something disruptive, what you can do in one week, what was possible maybe in the past in three months. And also you are not obliged to, to do it brick and mortar. You can directly to do 
digitally, and not only digitally on place, but also in different places together. You, you can, of course, integrate different people in different places, in different locations. So basically, it goes much faster than if you were to do an entire rag jobbing of merchandising in, in store, in a physical store. You can immediately, as you mentioned, uh, use different scenarios and propose different scenarios in testing. And I expect it also then to be used not only for product testing or shelf placements for uh, consumers, but also then for training uh, the personnel of a retailer, basically. Absolutely. And then you come to the point, of course, here I start of the, of the, of the phase of, the, of the, the trial, the survey, but you have also another important moment is the design. And so you can collaborate with the design. And then you can, after that, use the... the the content that you have deployed uh, to the communication, to the sales, and then, of course, to the training. So you understand that when you start with this approach, in the beginning, of course, you have to invest in the asset, in the, in the, asset and in the building of your uh, uh, store, for example, of your product. But after that, you can use it for so many purposes that it becomes very interesting financially and also for uh, a lot of uh, usage, for example, for the, for the training. Okay. And um, we're talking here about in-store, but then for, let's say, e-commerce, I would expect that VR and, 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 and AR also offer different opportunities. Um, let's say for, for online commerce uh, or online stores, uh, maybe you also some concrete cases or examples that you can uh, describe? Absolutely. Um... What is new in, in the new digital area? Uh, the arrival of the 5G and the fact that we are no, no more digital but mobile first. Uh, bring that, of course, that you not necessarily have to communicate the brand but the experience. And it makes that today, and it's already the case, and I think that a lot of people have already the, the try on is that now for glasses, for hats. Um, or for makeup, you, you can do the try-on with a filter and you can try to see how you look like with, for example, uh, Ray-Ban glasses or uh, maybe L'Oreal makeup. Uh, but it's not only for that. Uh, it's all kind of experience that can be now fully digitalized. Uh, and I think what we, go, what we bring um, to the approach to, to retailer and to, to the e-shop is to think to build a configurator online that people can exert and try. You, you know, Vincent, that one of the big problems for the e-commerce is what we call the retour. The fact that uh, when people have unboxed a product and they are, for one or other reason, disappointed what they have buy or they have chosen, they sent it back. And the sent it back is, is super, super expensive. So the idea is, is to have a, a contact with, with your product and also a good idea what we, you're going to buy. And this experience is, can be shown on your website, on your e-commerce platform. Uh, for example, with a 3D asset, when you can explode the product so you can see inside of what you can have is a guided tour. It means that you discover online the different functionalities. Here, I don't want to say that it's better of, it's, it's not better than a traditional video or photo. I just want to say that when you begin to have this um, 3D asset, this digital uh, real-time uh, content, you can use, for example, on your smartphone. And then if you want, you're going to try to 
see how it looks uh, on your feet. You can see if it's a horloge, uh, what it looks like to, to your hand. This, in other words, when you begin to speak with digital content, it's more open and the experience and, and the, the, the trial. Uh, another important thing about, about that, it's not only uh, for product, it's also, for example, for food. You're going to say, okay, Thierry, but it's difficult to, to bring to taste of food. Of yeah. food. <laughs> but things, for example, I'll give you a, a good example is Ben & Jerry's. Ben & Jerry's is ice cream. And we yeah. can, for, for example, open uh, Ben & Jerry's and look inside of the different tastes. You can give digitally the rendering of the freshness and of the, the happiness from, from this product. So the, the digital experience can be related and all kinds of products and services, it demands creativity and it demands sometimes uh, out-of-the-box uh, approach. But I can say today, we can do it. Where are the limits today? The limit is for the, the clothes industry. Okay. Then we, we face two important topics. The first is the rendering of the clothes, uh, because it, this is very tricky if you have to vehiculate the, the way or uh, a close is aware. So you have brand to try to do um, catwalk, digital catwalk when you have uh, 3D figures, they are working with your product. It's nice, but you cannot try it. And if you try it on you, you come to the, another um, interesting issue. It's the avatar. And th this is today very complicated to have a good, uh, you, you can an avatar with the fact that they have your own size. So, Vincent, we can, if you give the information and data... If I give my information, I would have my perfect avatar representing voilà. me. All right. But if the avatar looks like Vincent, and, and, and then comes the, the tricky part on that, the rendering of, of your face, the rendering of, of you, and, and this is, it will be evaluated, but today, that's a little bit the, the limit. Okay. And I, I can say there is an, an interesting alternative of all those, those type of uh, business, is, um, and there are two famous brands, is Genie from America, and you have um, uh, another company in, in China, um, that's Zepeto. And those two, Genie and Zepeto, you have uh, Avatar, but they, they are not looking like you. It's, it's uh, more uh, uh, cartoon and it's more animated personage, but you can decide who it looks like. And then you coming to the, the, the gaming approach of your, of your character, and okay. then you have your own avatar and your avatar is the virtual life. And then you can buy product for your virtual life and virtual brands. And this is also interesting. And somehow I like to push some marketeer and, and brands to this new uh, universe on that. Then you don't need to sell your physical product. You can sell a digital um, uh, version of your product, even if it's not... Uh, really consume, it's consumed by your avatar. So sometimes you want a mirror of the reality, but sometimes you can also begin to sell in the immersive world. But it's evolved very quick. And I think that uh, what I, I, I can give piece of advice is um, learn, test with an agile way uh, today and immerse your experience and your product in the new technology of Excel. Okay, well, uh, I, I, I do believe it's a great uh, conclusion for our first segment, I would say, uh, because as we are a bit uh, limited in time, or I mean, at least trying to, to not uh, spend uh, too many hours here, even though that we could talk about 
this topic for for hours or even for days um let's talk a little bit about the uh meeting uh industry and what vr can can bring to it actually basically if i recall correctly because we met during the the pandemic the first confinement uh, uh i mean not the first con not during the confinement but when it was allowed to meet uh and and you showed me a few uh uh, platforms on which even you and your partner were actually meeting instead of uh, meeting physically you could meet virtually on those platforms uh, do they bring really an entirely different uh, experience i mean i know my opinion but do they bring an entirely uh, different experience when you are actually on those platforms meeting your colleagues or your your, your friends or, or something absolutely and and you pointed correctly it's a totally new experience um if you're looking at an alternative and you say I'm using uh, Zoom, Teams, uh, um, well, it's perfect because uh, we know why we use it and, and it's easy and you can show your, your film, your, your, you, can, you can do a presentation, you can share a presentation. Um, so you don't have to use an immersive uh, platform to do the same. When it begins to be interesting, if you try to collaborate, if you try to co-create, if you try to demonstrate, if you can to spend time, uh, what we call it, uh, in immersive words, presence. And if you have the presence, it changes radically, totally the, 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 the approach of virtual. And this is, we speak a lot about virtual reality during this pandemic, but to be honest, this is not virtual. It's just 2D, digital 2D. When we're speaking about virtual, it means that uh, with a headset, we can uh, both uh, sound like you, you tested already, but we can do meetings together and begin to do things. The, the, there are two major um, elements that we have to consider. The first, you have to be a bit with that. Um, and the limit is, for example, even somebody who never do a meeting in Zooms, well, I think that he has to click two, three clicks, and then he's really directly in the meeting. If I'm going to join somebody uh, in a uh, virtual reality meeting, he needs a headset, but he needs also to know how to use the headset. And the, in the different um, um, project that we have done already, uh, we spend a lot of time in the onboarding session and to bring also a steward to help and to um, give piece of advice before, during, and even after the meeting, because um, for a lot of people, they never, they never put a headset on, 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 her head, on the head. And the second point is for what to do. So um, I, I remember a few years ago, we said that a, a good meeting is a, a meeting with prepare. It's the same if we do something in virtual reality. Um, okay, you can do the, 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 the show and say that's new, but that's not the point. If we know exactly what we're going to do together in a, in a virtual reality room, then it makes sense. Directly an example, maybe you're going to ask me that, Vincent, but for example, we, we're doing a lot of um, projects today around architecture because it gives the possibility to visit future projects together with different people, not on the same place, and they can see the project and also modify it and bring the scenario not only for customer but also just for colleagues architect they want to share the view and and to discuss about project they are not talking anymore about virtual reality they're speaking about architecture inside a virtual room and i think that for other 
um, business, it will be more and more the case um, when we know where we are there, then we begin to do a meeting. The only thing I can say about technology for sound reasons, and let's say that the number of people inside a virtual room for this kind of event has to be limited. Um, by my experience, I guess say that six, eight people maximum, um, because if you begin to have more people, related also by the fact that the people are not doing that all the day, it begins to be complex, and then you have also to put the, the sound parameter. But I finish with that only also to say that if I was looking six months ago, who, in which stage were those platforms and what they are today, they, they, they do amazing progress each six months. So I can imagine that uh, in six months, it will be more easy for more people to do that. And this is what we call virtual meeting. And indeed, you have a platform like uh, Engage, Glue, Meeting VR, uh, um, Altspace VR, uh, uh, and so on and so on. You, you have today 10 or 15, each of them, if it's pro and contra. Um, I just say to the, to the, to the people that are listening to us, uh, try, try, and, and do that with will. I think it's not easy, but, but sometimes when you do effort, you, you have the, the price for that. All right. Well, that, that's that's a good way of, of, of putting it. Uh, so as you mentioned, you have the technical aspects, you have the educational aspect as well, that people need to, to learn on how to use those tools and, and, and all. Um, but you just mentioned something which was quite interesting because as we had the COVID pandemic, and, and I'm a big trade show aficionado, as, as people say, uh, and I, I got to visit, as they said, the digital events. Um, I, I've noticed two things. One is that people still speak, we go to a virtual event when actually it's a digital event. So there's, there's already this, this thing. I, I, people don't have the visual here, but I can see Thierry is already smiling when I'm asking the question. Um, the, 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 so that there is that, that first part of the question. And then the second part of my question is about the immersiveness. Um, I've, I've tested in your lab a few, a few different things. What, what people don't realize yet, I feel, is that there's a difference when you are actually in front of your screen following a conference. And there's also a difference when you are, let's say, with a headset in even an entirely different atmosphere. If you could even imagine having a conference on another planet with different laws of physics applying. Uh, am I correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and today, um... Purely virtually, I didn't experiment. Something is already, let's say, um, mature, quite solution. Um, for example, uh, I try uh, Source by Southwest, um, the virtual reality version of it. Uh, but it, the, 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 the main problem for those who organize those kinds of events is purely economic because they know that um, people have an, an headset are just uh, a small part of, of the people can visit to the, to the event. So maybe 10 or 15%, even for Source by Southwest in, in the States, they are, they are certainly worldwide uh, a, a good example of tech people, but it remains something um, marginal. And, and the second point, the solution that exists are uh, somehow expensive. And, and, and then it's the business model for the people that are organizing events 
uh, they are very difficult because you know that um, a, a virtual event or a digital event, the, the price is not exact. It's not the same often uh, a physical event. And then they have to to invest in an in an in an expensive platform. So the the, the business model is, is is very complicated. If you ask me what's until now the best experience I had uh, regarding what I know from from the past and for the traditional event is certainly the the collaboration between Laval Virtual and Virbella. So Laval Laval is the, the, the one of the most of the most important virtual reality fair in, in Europe. It's happened in France. And with the COVID, they have to change, of course, like others, the way or put the, the, the conference and the event uh, through the through the, the screen. And they choose the American solution Virbella. And Virbella, you, you are not obliged to use the headset, you, you can uh, choose your keyboard. But then you have the possibility to walk around and to go to different rooms and to meet people and to begin to discuss. And this, this is, um, you, you, in this case, you, you, you find the experience that you have in physical fair back. But I repeat, this, this solution is um, for big event and, and for company who, 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 who see the, the advantage. Also important to know that if you put um, this kind of event only for people who had a headset, but this is not for, for, for the mainstream. So I think that the future is very interesting. We have to, to improve. But today, I, I, I understand why companies use the traditional screen for, for, for cost effectiveness. Um, I think that's also important to, to have the, the data back of those events. Uh, I think also that they do that because of the COVID. The main question is what we're going to do tomorrow when we have the possibility to that. Uh, are we going to do that physically or hybrid with a, a digital solution? All right. Well, uh, that's indeed the, the, the entire discussion in the history right now is uh, what is going to be staying digitally, what is going to be becoming a hybrid. And actually, thank you for that little uh, pass because those are going to be the topic for next uh, episodes with some other um, players of the event industry. Uh, but I'm going to also tell that in the uh, last uh, ending of the thing. Um, well, as I mentioned, thank you very much, uh, Thierry, for your time. Uh, it's been a pleasure. We could talk about this for hours but or, or even longer. Uh, but we are a little bit limited. So thank you very much again for your time and uh, see you next time. Thank you, Vincent. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Well, that's all from us and we hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch, don't hesitate to write an email. I also invite you to check out the website 20centretail.com for more retail stories. Join us next time for the first of a three-part series about the digitalization of retail events. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Thank you.